Welcome to Sanctified in Truth with Michael York, a ministry of the Fairview Baptist Church in Ashland, Kentucky. Sanctified in Truth is a daily podcast for followers of Christ who desire to imitate Him and to dedicate ourselves fully to the plans God has for us by deepening our love and understanding of God's Word. Today we're going to ask the question, what is prayer? As we read Psalm 4 and 5. As always, I want to encourage you to read the passage before you listen to the podcast. What is prayer? At its most basic, prayer is a human speaking to the divine. Christians are not alone in the practice of prayer. Muslims pray, Hindus and Buddhists pray. Even some atheists have admitted that in dire situations they find themselves praying. When we ask the question, what is prayer? We're not simply seeking to understand what the bare minimum of prayer is. We're asking what is God's perfect intention for us in prayer. Matthew chapter 6, Jesus distinguishes between right prayer and wrong prayer. He warns against praying like the Gentiles and the Pharisees. In the book of James, James speaks of the prayer of a righteous man and a prayer of faith. Now later in this season, we'll talk about what those mean, but let's just say for now, What is clear is that not all prayer is the same. We need to realize what separates right prayer from wrong prayer. It's not the form of the prayer or the language of the prayer. It's the intent of the prayer. As we seek to grow in prayer this season, and so that we have a common understanding about what we're talking when we speak about prayer, I want to help us identify what prayer should be. I want to suggest four pillars upon which we build our prayer lives. Prayer is more than these pillars, but I don't believe it can be less than them. Here are the four pillars. First, prayer is a communication to the triune God. Second, prayer is enjoying the fellowship of the presence of God. Third, prayer is an expression of dependence. And fourth, prayer is calling on the name of God to be faithful to His character and His purposes. Throughout the season, we're going to expand on and return to these ideas, but for today, I just briefly want to explain each one of these pillars. First, prayer is communication to the triune God. For prayer to be right prayer, it has to be addressed to the God of the Bible. We pray to the Father, through the Son, in the Spirit. Prayer directed anywhere else or to anyone else than the triune God is not right prayer. I don't mean that it's Okay, I mean, it is not prayer at all. I also want to say that right prayer must be communicated. There was a movement in more recent years advocating for what were called wordless prayers or prayers in unintelligible language. Neither of those are right prayers. Our communication does not have to be particularly articulate. It doesn't have to be eloquent. Our request must not be unambiguous or specifically precise to be answered. But to put it most simply, if we don't know what we're praying for, we can't know how or when God answers our prayer. We have to know what we're communicating in prayer. Prayer is communication to the triune God. Second pillar, prayer is enjoying the fellowship of the presence of God. Prayer is about fellowship. We hobble our prayer lives when we reduce them to formality and to asking. Relationship is what enlivens all of our prayer life. 
If there's a law I don't like, I can write my congressman, my senator, or the president knowing that they have the power to change that law. What I don't know is if they care enough to hear my request and to change the law. But when I bring my request to God on the grounds of relationship, I understand however he answers, he answers it as a sign of his care. It's that relationship that's so vital. I can lament about life to a stranger, and they may listen, they may not, but they certainly won't care. If I talk about a difficult day to my wife, she not only listens, she sits with me, she comforts me, she cares for me. It's all about relationship, and prayer is enjoying the fellowship of the presence of God. The third pillar is that prayer is an expression of dependence. Prayer is me saying to God, I cannot, but God, I know you can. And even deeper, it's me saying, God, you know what is best, and I'm depending on you to bring it to pass, even if it runs counter to what I think or what I want. Prayer is the dependence of me entrusting to God my ambitions, my hopes, my needs, my desires. It is me handing over control to Him. It is not just acquiescence to His will. It's anticipation of His plan. Prayer is an expression of dependence. The fourth pillar is prayer is calling on the name of God to be faithful to His character and purposes. Whenever we invoke the name of the Lord in prayer, What we are doing is we are asking God to be God. We're not asking God to accomplish our will. We are asking God to accomplish His will, His purposes, according to His character. We're not asking God to do what we want. We're surrendering to what He wants. This doesn't restrict what we ask for in prayer. It doesn't mean that there's right things or wrong things necessarily to ask in prayer. What it does is it refines the motive of why we ask. Whatever I ask, am I asking for this so that God will be faithful to his character and his purposes? Prayer is calling on the name of God to be faithful to his character and purposes. As we seek to think through the meaning, implications, and applications of the passage today, We want to ask ourselves our three basic questions. First question, what does this passage call me to think and praise God about regarding his character or actions? In these two psalms, David says so much. But I don't want us to miss the most obvious praise of David there in the fifth psalm in verse 3. God hears our prayer. Don't miss the magnitude of the fact that not only does God allow us the gift of prayer, He hears our prayer. And so today as you pray, don't forget to thank and praise God that as you're speaking, God is listening. The second question we want to ask is, what do I need to pray for my own heart and life? David's prayers reflect such a trust and intimacy with God. As we are on day one of this journey to deepen our prayer lives, Our prayer has to be that we would seek that same relationship that David had with God. That that intimacy that is obvious and undeniable in his prayers would be undeniable in ours. The third question is, what does this passage teach me to pray? In both Psalms, David entrusts himself to the care and goodness of God amid all kinds of chaos and turmoil in his life. David does not just pray for relief. Notice he prays for joy. 
We need to pray that our relationship with God brings us joy no matter what happens around us. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Sanctified in Truth. Join us tomorrow as we discuss the question of to whom do we pray? We'll read Psalm 27. May everything you say and everything you do today seek to honor God. Whatever you do, take comfort and know that Jesus has already prayed for you, that you would be sanctified in truth. Today as we close, I want to close with this brief prayer by Ann Judson, the wife of Adoniram Judson, the missionaries to Burma. Ann Judson prays this, O Jesus, ever give me such views of yourself as shall entirely take away my thoughts from this vain world. Amen.